Hello, and welcome to Dare to Know, interviews with quality and reliability thought leaders. I'm Tim Rogers, and today we have a special interview recorded by Fred Schenkelberg. Fred's guest was Kelly Schneider, assistant professor in the Department of Engineering Management, Systems, and Technology at the University of Dayton. Prior to joining the faculty at the University of Dayton, she was an instructor in the freshman engineering program at the University of Arkansas. Her primary area of research is in repairable systems modeling, specifically in the field of selective maintenance. She's a member of IIE and ASEE. Let's join Fred's interview with Kelly Schneider. Hi, welcome to Dare to Know. This is Fred Schenkelberg. I'm very happy to be sitting down with, with Kelly Schneider. And Kelly Schneider is a tutor the chair of the tutorial program this year at RAMS and, and on so much more. You've done a bunch of stuff in, in, in teaching and uh, publishing, and, and I think you have a tutorial here itself. I did, yes. Yeah. So, well, welcome to the show. Thanks. Right. It's nice to be here. Right. The, I don't know where to start. Let's start with you're the chair this year. How'd that happen? Yeah, so I've been uh, serving on the management committee. This is my third year on the management committee, and uh, Caroline has been the tutorial chair for many years now, and uh, she and her husband uh, took a sabbatical. So they spent the last semester in the UK, um, and so I was allowed to serve as chair this year Does that mean um, you're for the, the committee. The go-to women to make things happen in the committee? Well, women? yeah, that's pretty well known. You <laughs> <laughs> make stuff happen, and, you know, and it shows. It's the, um, I know Carl and I in our tutorial really enjoyed having you work with us to, to produce it and make things happen, and any request was taken care of, you kept us informed, all that stuff. But now you've got, what, 22, 24 tutorials? We have 22 tutorials, so RAMS really does pride itself on the quality of our uh, tutorial program, and we, we could not do it with authors like you and Carl and the other, you know, 20 or so uh, tutorial authors. People don't realize what, uh, what a large undertaking it is to prepare the tutorial. So, um, you know, in addition to the two-hour presentation, there's also a written document that goes along with that. And it's not a six-page one. You no, <laughs> it's usually, most of them are in the nine to 12-page uh, range, but it's in that IEEE format. So if you, you know, double-spaced it, margins, it's, you're talking 20 so pages. It's a substantial effort. And, the, and that document's meant to be a supplement to the to the lecture part, the tutorial two or four hours, and a reference. Absolutely. So it's really a mini book yes. in many cases. Well, in, in a previous symposium, many moons ago, they used to publish, and you probably remember, the, oh, the, the, the book. The binder. The binder <laughs> of the tutorial notes. So now all of the tutorial notes are available online for the attendees, and then they can download and save the ones that they want. And, and if they want to print, I'm still old-fashioned. I like paper That's and right. books. Um, so, you know, so you can print them as well. Well, that's cool. So, the tutorials run, in, I think, now in two different tracks. Yes. And, and that you also provide uh, a structure to that. So, there might be an introductory tutorial, and then later in the conference, there'll be a more advanced tutorial along that line, and, and then the supplemental papers that are on along that topic. So, you kind of provide guidelines, because it's, what, 
five tracks this year? So we do have five tracks and we work very closely. The tutorials committee works very closely with the program committee. And as you said, uh, we have a series of introductory tutorials. We have intermediate as well as advanced and expert tutorials. So we try very hard to structure those in such a way that um, the paper sessions, you know, um, align with the introductory tutorials and so that, that attendees can really kind of guide through the program. Even if you're brand new to RAMS, um, you can attend a couple of introductory tutorials and then you're prepared to see some of the later papers. Mm -hmm. But if you're a longtime attendee, we try to put some of our more advanced topics, you know, at the beginning so that you've got something to do as well. well. You hear that every year at this conference is, well, they're, you know, there's things in three tracks I want to see yeah. simultaneously. And it, it speaks to the, the quality of, and the types of topics and the interests people have and so on. In the, in the feedback mechanisms you get, uh, are you seeing any changes or trends of what people are looking for? Or has that stayed pretty constant? So right now we've actually switched uh, from paper forms to the online uh, feedback forms. Mm -hmm. Last year you handed out tablets to to help people Last year we handed out tablets. Unfortunately, we did not get a great electronic response uh, form, so I, I really can't tell you. I'd have to try it on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, we're we've really been pushing the feedback this year because we really are interested. With the tutorials, again, we're, we pride ourselves on the quality, so we want to make sure that those are of the highest quality, but we also want to make sure that we're covering the topics that, like you said, that folks want to hear. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know everybody gets asked to do a million surveys, but if you come to the Rams, if you would please do the surveys, we really do appreciate it. We do appreciate the, the feedback. Um, you'll see in, you know, in, in the program, there's a lot of, you know, basic, good old-fashioned, R&M stuff, uh, but we're moving into, we've got some sessions on big data and analytics and, um, you know, prognostics and things like that. So, you know, moving in those directions. Right, right. How about anything on the uh, asset management or ma maintenance type stuff? Do any tutorials stand out? So, yeah, we do have, um, I was trying to look at my, um, my list here. Sorry, yeah. um, we've got some we've got some tutorials on accelerated testing. I've got a couple of risk-based tutorials this year. So one is uh, evaluating risk from a management perspective, um, and the other one is is looking at risk assessment and safety, um, asset management in theory and practice. So we do have a I, new. I knew it's new. It's I, a new tutorial is, this is year. It, is that based on some of the feedback? Because I know some. People, a good number of people from the asset management come here because of the tools overlap so right. much. So is it's right. Yeah, and so you know when we get our um, the abstract submitted, you know we we have a core set of tutorials, mm -hmm. and then we try to do a nice mix. We want to have um, you know continuation of tutorials that we know are excellent, but we also want to bring in you know new authors and and so we're, we're trying to run the gamut so we do have the uh, asset management we've got a new tutorial this year on human reliability so i'm interested to see how that goes i think i'm in a session parallel to that one otherwise i'd be in it it's uh, it's such a major part of that gets overlooked and even right. you know many consumer products even where it really does matter it, so no it's a good mix and i and i appreciate that it it, it it changes. You're constantly experimenting, and what's the audience looking for, and getting the feedback again is right. so important. It is. Yeah. The 
are people, and I've seen this a number of times when we do the uh, the opening. It's like a third of the people in the audience are first time. Right. Yeah. Right. And one of the things I remember the committee has put together, and as a tutorial author, is at the end of the tutorial, everybody wants their, their certificate Their certificate stamped. form stamped, yes. Yeah, you know, that's completely, it's not completely wiped out, but it's minimized the number of people that want to ask more questions or stay engaged, because they, they know there's this long line. So what's the certificate program? Okay, so the certificate program is a way for folks to formalize their educational experience at RAMS. So we do work with IEEE for continuing education units okay. because folks need those to maintain uh, their professional registrations and things like that. Does that work for chartered people in, in Europe, the chartered engineers? I have no idea. Okay. I don't know. That's a great question. Maybe they know that it doesn't work, so they don't ask. I don't know. Right. So, <laughs> anyway, so, so the, the, so the, so the, so the PEs, the professional engineers, yes. can get the credit for the hours. Right. So then in parallel with that, we offer the RAMS uh, tutorial certificate program, like I said, as a way to formalize the educational experience. So the certificate program, there is a small fee associated with that. Um, $75. You complete a total of 15 tutorials over at least two symposia, and we ask folks to complete it in four years so that all of the information is, is timely. Mm -hmm. um, so there's five core tutorials um, that are offered on Monday and Tuesday that everyone that participates in the program completes, and then they choose an additional 10 tutorials over at least two years related to their personal and professional interests. Okay. And there's plenty to choose from, so it's still not easy to do. Right, <laughs> right. It's easy to find something to go to, but it's, uh, the decisions may be, well, I, I, there's, there's, I, I haven't run into anybody that said, oh, I have to go to this tutorial to complete my certificate. It says, I have five choices, and which one do I go to? Right, and I try to communicate. I maintain the database, and so I try to communicate with all the uh, certificate participants and let them know, hey, you know, these are the, the tutorials that are being offered that you've already attended. So when you're looking at the list... I've been there. And you've been there. Right. You know, it's been a year, but you, you've been there. Uh, but, you know, folks do like to attend the tutorials multiple times. I mean, there's, they're, they're good information. Um, it's always good to refresh your memory, especially of some of these introductory topics. As we kind of go, you know, a deep dive into our little area, it's always nice to come back and take a, a high-level view. Now, you do a tutorial also, right? Yes. And you've been doing that for this, longer than you've been on the committee, if I remember. One year longer. Okay. So when I um, when I became a faculty member at the University of Dayton, this uh, tutorial Richard Cassidy did for many years. Mm -hmm. And so um, as a new faculty member, he said, Here you go. Here you go. So I do the uh, introduction to probability models in reliability and maintainability. All right. Now, I'm going to stop you there because yep. I sat in on your first time you did that. And I, oh right! And and I'm I'm holding up my no MTBF mic. Yes. And you you let off and spent an inordinate amount of time, in my opinion, on exponential and MTBF. Why do we still teach that? Because in my experience, people are still using it. So that's a chicken and an egg thing. Yeah. And we could derail. I could go off on this, but uh, it, my only thought on it was if we stop it's it's a stepping stone to bad habit it's not a stepping stone to using better practices 
Weibel is just as easy to start with and, yeah, more, and more and versatile. It, it really is, um, but a lot of the early and most basic probability and reliability models are based on the exponential distribution because it's mathematically tractable, so, right? Simple. And we can do the math. And so, for in my opinion, I think that it's important to understand where those models come from. And I, I totally agree that it's if you're explaining the what a PDF and a CDF is and hazard function, keeping the math simple allows people to understand the steps to get right. there. It was it's. Please don't lead off with it. <laughs> I'll give you some MTB, no MTBF buttons. You can say, you know, this is for educational purposes, not for real life use. Right, that kind of right. People are going to try to have you use this in real life. Just say no. Just, talk. Just say no. Well, I, I think I mentioned, I was like, you'll, you'll see the guys. They'll be in here as soon as I'm, I'm in here. But it is, you know, it. It is the basis of a lot of the, the, the theoretical models. And it's it's and out I, there, it's in the textbooks, it's in the in so many industries, it's just basically the language. So uh, yeah, and it, and I mean, you did do a really good job of saying, well, this is what it is, this is what it means, here's the underlying assumptions. So well, that's, and, that's all and I also, you know, say if you think this is, if you believe that the underlying distribution is appropriately modeled by the exponential distribution, then preventive maintenance is useless and the impact of corrective maintenance is irrelevant. So there you go, and you know. It, see, I'd follow it up with this, have you ever seen that situation? Yeah. And no, that rarely if ever happens. So it's, it, that's part of where it, it is easy and it makes it quick to go do it. And, and that's why I say it's a stepping stone yeah. to bad habits because they make right. the assumption and they don't check. Right. And they make bad decisions. But you, I mean, it goes quickly into Weibel and LogNormal and, and a handful of these other we models. We do a little repairable systems modeling. Do you do much with the uh, mean cumulative function? No. You know, I found that that becomes such an easy graphic to, to use. The, the regression part's a little more complicated. Right. The, just the graphic and, and not even fitting a line to it is, is pretty useful. So in the, uh, the follow-up tutorial that Professor Lemus does on the following day, he spends a, a significant amount of time talking about, you know, using failure data and parameter estimation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so in, in my tutorial, we don't, we don't have any data. We only have models. Okay. And then <laughs> later on, Professor Lemus comes in and says, "How do you know?" Now that you have data. Now that you have data, how do, how do we use these models to to fit the data? You know, because suppose that beta is two point two. Okay, that's fine. We can do the math and work the problems. But how did you determine that beta was was <laughs> two point two? Well, you got to go talk to Larry. Larry that's will tell right. you how to do that. You know, I was I was so disillusioned the first time I looked at the. Uh, um, the confidence intervals around the beta parameter. And I had a couple hundred failure points and a couple, maybe a thousand censored points. And I thought I had a wealth of data, right? And, and the, the confidence interval on the fit was nice and tight and, and I, I was kind of, and it fit the line really well. And I was all happy with my re residuals on the regression. And I thought, oh, this is all wonderful. And then somebody said, well, it's 2.2, give or take what? because that slope really makes a huge difference. And I ran that calculation and it was like 0. 0.6 to 3.8, 3.8 or something like that. <laughs> and I went back and, you know, well, how many numbers do I need to get this to be, you know, plus or minus a tenth? 
and it was like hundreds of thousands of samples. Right. It was really tough to get some of those parameters well. Yet we often deal with, what's the quote? I think it's a yoga, Yogi Berry, Berra quote is, you know, no, it's not. It's a, it was either George Box or yeah. George Cox. You know, all models George are wrong. George yeah. yeah. All models are wrong. <laughs> all models are wrong, but some of them are useful. That's right. I believe I said that. I think I say that pretty regularly. All <laughs> models are wrong. Some of them are useful. Some of them are not. That's right. Well, the 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 Rams program and your tutorial in in some of the cornerstone pieces that are here provided. Uh, it's not offered anywhere. The basics and intros and stuff like that. A lot of the seminars and workshops are more advanced, you have, that's your competition on the high end, but there's not a lot of intro stuff out there. Well, and I, I find in, in speaking with the attendees, you know, some of us, some of us were trained um, as industrial engineers and reliability engineers, and, you know, we took these courses in college, mm -hmm. but a, a lot of folks are, you know, mechanical engineers, electrical engineers, and then they find themselves one day as the reliability guy. It's the tap on the shoulder and it's the right. poof, you're it now. And so, um, you know, for those for those folks that find themselves, um, you know, serendipitously or whatever into the reliability um, world, it, it is really nice to give a nice foundation um, and then they can take their other knowledge and their expertise and combine that and then be really effective. That's right. That's right. It gives them a path to do that. So, um, I was going to wrap it up here, but what, what sure. would you say would be the, if you were going to sit down and talk to, say, a recent graduate or somebody that just got tapped on the shoulder, what's, why would they, I mean, you explained a piece of that, but what should they tell their manager as why they should come to the, why, why would the, they pay for that airfare to get them here? Right. Well, I mean, this is the premier uh, event for reliability and maintainability. We're in our 63rd year uh, of of holding the symposium, there is there's a wealth of knowledge, um, everything from like you said, introductory tutorials to expert tutorials, the paper sessions, the panel sessions, excellent opportunities for networking. That is one thing I really think that the committee does a nice job with here is providing time and space mm -hmm. for networking. So we do have a full program. You know, yes, the students are working eight to five, so it's you know it's not a vacation. Um, but we do have lunch times and breaks scheduled in so that we, we can network and, right. you know, and really become a community. It's one of the parts that you can't get on a webinar or on a, you know, a, a small seminar that you do in company is here you can make connections with people in other industries that are facing the same problems. And they may right. be a year ahead of you and can, you can help them and they can help you. And, and you see it in, you know, in the spaces like where, where we're at now, where, where folks, they do, they make a connection and they're able to talk and then we're, you know, we're all in one place. So, you know, at the end of the symposium, we can go across the street and have dinner and continue our discussions. Yeah, that's and right. it's really very nice. It's a great place to talk shop. It really is, and there's a lot of shop talk that goes on, but it's, a, it's nice to be with your people, right? That's and right. You can talk about maximum likelihood estimators and linear regression and confidence intervals and, you know. All that good stuff. All that good stuff, but we won't, we won't talk about mean time between failures. That's right. We will not we do that. We should really minimize that. We should. I'll, I'll cut the number of slides in that section in half. I'll send you one of my logo slides. You should. Yeah, I, I want a button. Okay. I, I thought about doing it this year, and then time got ahead of me, and I, I need a couple weeks lead, but I'll, I'll do that for next yeah, year. Yeah, for Reno.
That's right. Bring the buttons to Reno. Okay, good. Well, thanks so much, Kelly, Thank for you. sitting down and talking with yeah. me. And have fun with the rest of the program. It seems to be running smoothly. So, Well, let's not jinx ourselves. That's right. There okay, you thank, thank you. you very much. Appreciate it. All right, thank thanks. You.